Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021, the Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily. Uh, I am. Uh, I remain to be not James Butler. Uh, I am Knuckle Pandey, the Deputy Badger. Uh, James is off watching some people hit a yellow ball rather than a red ball, but uh, we are here. The Badger never sleeps. Uh, and uh, I'm joined by Rito Maitra and Anand Bika uh, today to very briefly go through the last two games uh, of the group stages because there wasn't a lot riding on it despite mathematical improbabilities. Uh, uh, but more importantly, we will wrap up the group stage uh, and uh, review why each team made it and didn't. We'll have a look at the playoffs, which are now uh, set a reminder uh, of those uh, playoffs, uh, which will be the Delhi Capitals and the Chennai Super Kings in the first qualifier on Sunday, uh, the Royal Challengers Bangalore and the Kolkata Knight Riders in the Eliminator on Monday, uh, and uh, then so on and so forth. And we'll also be picking our team of the group stage, our best 11 uh, of the group stage, uh, which... Uh, could be open to change uh, come the final Badger team of the tournament if there are some extraordinary performances. But first, uh, Rito uh, and, uh, and Anand, uh, just briefly, very briefly, talk about the last two games today. We'll start with events in, in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Rito, Mumbai needed uh, a ridiculous number of runs uh, to give themselves a chance of winning by 171 runs. And that seemed to sharpen the minds, particularly of Ishan Kishan and Surya Kumar Yadav. Yes, uh, well, Roy Chama did the first thing rightly, that's winning the toss and the cheer that went around the ground at almost that Mumbai went through through the playoffs. But still, when you need to win a T20 game by 171 runs, you need a Herculean effort, Nakul. And even though the Mumbai batters gave themselves a chance of a sl- slimmer of hope to get through the playoffs, but Jason Roy and the SRH batters had other ideas, although they didn't win. But at least KKR went through to the playoffs this time around. High-scoring game, two, three, five plays 
193. Um, I don't know, I think actually all the pitches are before we get onto the, the game and the and briefly get onto the uh, onto the RCB game versus Delhi, which was a much more exciting game. The pitches actually seem to be getting a little bit better as this tournament has gone on. We're seeing a few more runs scored in these last few uh last few days. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It feels like almost the batters have you know adjusted to the pitches a little as well as you're not seeing the ball stop as much because you certainly saw that with Ishan Kishan, you know, when he started off today, some of those shots a little iffy, but you know, you were able to hit the ball on the up and you almost were able to, you know, time the ball much better. So it certainly looks like the pitches are getting better. And we saw that across the board, across both matches, it felt like, you know, uh, Certainly, the Mumbai match was very high scoring, partly because of how Mumbai decided to approach this. They didn't have a choice. They had to blaze away. So, uh, it, it certainly has been the pitches are getting better and also probably is a good indicator to how things will be in the World Cup. Yeah, we can only hope people were very much fearful of that the pitches would become very slow and very difficult to play on as the as the tournament went on uh, and as the World Cup approached. But even Sharjah was starting to see a few more runs scored, which perhaps po- bodes well for the for the Eliminator, which will be... Uh, the uh, the Royal Challengers Bangalore and the and the Kolkata Knight Riders. Uh, Rita, we were talking before uh, before we went on air. Um, the KKR coming out on the right side of a net run rate equation for the first time in 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 three years, and handily so in 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 the end. Um, I thought Ian Bishop yesterday was talking about the need for teams to uh, not leave net run rate considerations until the until the last minute. Um, do you think that? Do you think teams have been guilty of that? Do you, and do you think it will be something that? Next year, um, in particular, th- those teams who um, the teams will actually be prioritizing a little bit more, and maybe will try and be a little bit more ruthless in those early stages of the tournament rather than uh, leaving it all to the end. Well, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of the net run red knuckle because as Kolkata have been on the wrong side of it a lot of times in the recent <laughs> past. Uh, I prefer that bonus point system that if you win by certain runs, you get a bonus point. You win within certain overs, you get a bonus point. That gives the teams the motivation to do it in in certain overs. Almost in with net run rate, it's a it's like an afterthought for teams. Uh, probably come the last two weeks of the tournament, that's when teams look at it. Otherwise, they don't probably. So the I, bonus points. It comes to it comes to much the same thing as an extra reward for for winning games by by more. But but Anand, teams probably should be looking at it, shouldn't they? Um, regardless of whichever the method. I mean, net run rate offers much the same um, offers much the same mechanism, and arguably you could say applies to every game rather than just those games that you happen to be winning by a large margin or or whatever. I certainly think so. I mean, you know, I think T Twenty tactics have evolved as time has gone on the IPL is not a new tournament now it's a very mature tournament people exactly know how things will progress so uh, you know as teams get towards the you know if they're cantering towards a win maybe there is a necessity and an urge to actually go harder uh, you know there are times when sometimes you know teams try to you know take it to the last ball I don't think that's a need Every team needs to be looking at the net run rate and trying to go you know especially if you're in a good situation go as hard as you can uh, to my mind, that that rewards aggressive cricket. Um, though the way that net run is sometimes talked about is minimizing losses, but I think there have been. I agree with you that I think there have been a number of occasions where uh, where teams have not been ruthless enough in in winning positions. And um, but ultimately, uh, if you only win seven games from seven, you, you leave yourself in in this position. This the the table uh, has ended up this year. We'll run it across the bottom of the screen now ended up not being quite as close as uh, as last year the uh, well, there was only two teams 
level on 14 points with a bit of a gap above and below. So we'll go through the uh, the teams that did make it into the playoffs and what they did to get there first. Uh, Delhi Capitals, uh, 10 wins and only four losses, uh, 20, 20 points. Rito, is this the best Delhi Capitals that we've, we've seen yet? Yeah, I certainly think so. Last year, as we mentioned uh, on the podcast earlier, that they at the end, they looked like they ran out of steam. But this year, with the IPL in two halves, they are looking like they are picking at the right moment. So probably they should, can win the prize this time around, Delhi Capitals. They have all most of the bases covered. One one or two links are missing, probably, but still... Oh, they they have that qualifier buffer. Even if they miss out on the first qualifier, they can still get to the finals. What would you say that missing link is? Uh, what what would what would make them a really an even stronger team? Well, Shamran Hitmeyer, although he has been, he looks like he scores runs in one match and misses out in two matches, and he is and their captain Rishabh Pant also is not scoring runs consistently. So these are the two. Missing links that I would say they probably need to look going into the playoffs. Anand, would you go along with that? If you're doing a SWOT analysis of of, of Delhi Capitals, where where do those uh, where would you rank the the various factors that have gone into them topping the table? Well, I think part of it is they have the most balanced squad, right? Apart from Mumbai, which other squad has the same sort of riches that Delhi does? So, you know, I think they're already very well balanced. They have good pace, good spin, you know, as well as great batsmen. I think when we talk about the missing link, I think Rishabh Pant. So Rishabh Pant, I think, has gone across this IPL scoring at about a strike rate of 120. This is not typically Rishabh Pant. He's usually amongst the very best, you know, when we look at strike rate. So there certainly has been some sort of difference in there. But, I mean, they look really balanced squad and, you know, look to have a great shot at winning the title. Any weaknesses, any glaring weaknesses that you would say for them ahead of the uh, ahead of the game on on Saturday, on Sunday rather, uh, particularly, and anything that Chennai Super Kings could could particularly exploit. I think part of it depends on the pitch. The only weakness I would say is that they're spinners while they're very good. So they got Ashwin and Akshar, who both are very good spinners, but they're not wicket takers. Now, thankfully for them, they have Avesh Khan, who's doing well, and obviously Kagiso, as well as Norkia, you know, who both can take wickets. Uh, so I think, you know, not too much of a glaring weakness, but, you know, these two spinners tend to be more, you know, they save to say, tend to save uh, runs more. They're very economical, but they don't really take a lot of wickets. But apart from that, very well-balanced squad. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Uh, Let's flip that a little bit. We're kind of combining here the review of the group stage and the look ahead to the playoffs because... The last two games of the tournament between the Mumbai Indians and the Sunrisers Hyderabad and the Delhi Capitals versus the Royal Challengers Bangalore were fairly inconsequential, although uh, the RCB game was a thriller uh, in the end, and we'll, we'll talk 
uh, about that. Actually, that does bring me on to uh, one point. Rito, um, it, it's hard to see Delhi and Chennai both coming into this game off losses, Chennai off three losses in a row, but Delhi, um, was this a tactic to try and get all of their fielding errors out in one game? I'm not sure. We're probably talking about Avish Khan, Nakul, the over that he bowled. It will take a mental tour on him. The last two deliveries, it looks like he is petrified, really, of Srikar Bharat. So that's something that CSK can take advantage of in the, going into that first qualifier. So that's one they can t- probably target that one piece of the Avish Khan. Well, we saw a number of fielding errors as well. We saw some dropped catches, one particularly simple one from from, from R. Ashwin uh, uh, at short third, and we saw a few errors as well. But let's let's move ahead to Chennai. Uh, lost a little bit of steam coming into the into the tail end of the tournament, uh, losing losing three games, uh, one quite handily to, to surprisingly to Rajasthan Royals, considering what Rajasthan ended up uh, doing. Uh, what's the... Where are Chennai dangerous? Uh, what what allowed them to come to bounce back from from a terrible season last uh, last year? And and what are their what do they still need to uh, to slot into place if they're going to win the tournament again? Uh, Anand, if you want to you want to take that? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. When we look at Chennai, I think to me the balance at the very top has been integral. The way Faf and Rituraj have been able to play has really been a revelation, especially Rutaraj, right? We all knew that Faf could play, but they both have scored an addition of 500 runs. What it allows is the rest of the team to really go for it. So you see Moen Ali, I mean, his his stack really is to go for it. And, you know, Moen's done okay. So has Ambati Raidu. I think Raidu is striking about 150 strike rate. So what it does is it allows everybody to sort of play play freely. Uh, unfortunately, I do think they have that little weakness. You know, I, I'm a big MSD fan. But uh, things have started to catch up. I mean, uh, he's got 96 runs in this whole IPL. And I think the strike rate's about 95. So uh, he's a legend. Love MSD. But I think things are maybe catching up a little. Uh, What has happened with them is the top order has done very well. And I think that's really helped them. And, you know, the other thing that's, that's really key is Jadeja has changed as a batsman. In the last two, three years, Jadeja really goes hammers and tongs and, you know, kind of, he used to be around the 120, 130 strike rate, but now Jadeja, I think last year was 170. This year, you know, I think is 150 or, you know, 140s or so on. I think that's changed. And then I think the other thing that's been important for them, which is quite weird to me, is Lord Thakur. So Lord Thakur is an enigma, right? Uh, who could have predicted that Lord Thakur is going to, uh, you know, obviously do well in those tests, but look at the IPL. He's taken 18 wickets for Chennai. Uh, these are things that you can't predict. And, you know, it's just amazing what he's done out there. So, you know, that's probably helped Chennai. It would be harsh to say this, but Shadow Thakur, the Jaginda Sharma de Uh But but Thakur has genuinely been been excellent, uh, Rito this season, and the it's it's the um, the the, Ch- the Chennai bowling has been almost uniformly excellent throughout throughout this tournament. Yes, uh, as Anand rightly mentioned, that it, it has all started happening for Lord Thakur from that England Test series, and he has carried that form into the IPL and. He, and he's talking about Jadija's batting. Look at Taku's batting. It has just improved remarkably, really. Now, the CSK, they, again, their middle, middle order going into the playoffs. Moen Ali, Raina, and Raidu, they haven't been into the runs consistently. So that's And their captain this season, well, remarkably, a lot of the captains have not scored a lot of runs. And they still are getting into the side because they're captains. So these are the things that they will look forward going into the playoffs. 
they're coming into this off three losses in in a row. Do you expect them to be able to turn around that that momentum? And I don't really like the word momentum, but that 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 form and recapture some of that uh, some of that intensity. Uh, it, would it be correct to say that they were sort of taking these last three games as a almost like a rest period? If you look at the last three games, they have batted first on all all of the three games. So they are a good chasing side. They don't defend so well and the loss of Sam Curran has been a body blow for, to them. It it might look that they have a ready-made replacement in DJ Bravo, but Sam it, uh, Sam Curran is a player that MSD and CSK had invested a lot in him, and to lose him go into this last part of the tournament is a body blow for them. Uh, Bravo has been bowling extremely well, but doesn't and actually has refound some of his hitting form, so they haven't particularly missed Sam Curran, who didn't do particularly well in his uh, two games. They do have a, a replacement, Dominic Drakes, the young. Uh, left arm quick but finally uh, from both of you before we move on predictions for that uh, for that uh, first qualifier so I was going to say that you know when we think about of the four teams that are qualified to me Chennai is the weakest of the lot so KKR has got a lot of uh, momentum going into it Uh, RCB looks very well balanced and to me DC looks the strongest of the lot so to me KKR uh, I, I, I think KKR is the is the weakest team of the lot. So you, yeah. you're predicting you're predicting a Delhi win on on Sunday. I am. Rita? Yeah, I would. I would say if uh, CSK chase, then they probably have a chance. But defending, I don't see them winning that game. Uh, curiously, a clean sweep for uh, for me. I think uh, Dubai as well, playing on a slightly faster pitch. Uh, I think should should help Delhi. Although they've done well this season on on slower pitches than they. Uh, than they would like. Um, I said a little while ago that I think Delhi are the strongest team in the in the tournament. So uh, curiously, three three badges all going against CSK, which I don't think has ever happened on this show uh, before. Let's look ahead to Monday and the eliminator uh, RCB uh, beat Delhi Capitals off the last ball, and uh, we have to talk about uh, Anand about Chaos Bharat. Um, they finally found uh, they, they want Maxwell and Day B down the other, but they finally found a number three who isn't just. Uh, delaying things, uh, but he's actually making a significant contribution today, yes. and indeed the rest of the tournament. He's he's certainly done well, hasn't he? And today, you know, he bided his time, and he did not look phased by what was coming out there. So I think they've suddenly discovered somebody out there who can kind of take over the cudgels of number three. Uh, you know, he's got, I think against Mumbai, he had a decent 32, 44 against the Royals. So this this guy certainly can play and you're, you know, maybe you're seeing the emergence of uh, of a really good player. What it also does is it allows Maxwell and AB to maybe, you know, flip-flop if necessary. And today we saw AB come out a little early and Maxwell stay back and you clearly saw what Maxwell can do. Although, as you mentioned, there was a little charity <laughs> towards Maxwell. He could have been out plenty of times. Also, I think there were a few fours that were let go. So, uh, But I think, you know, Bharat has done very well and I think looks like a good find as we go forward. Do you expect there to be any changes for, for RCB? The one player you could say is genuinely not performing for them is Dan Christian. They do have some some overseas options. Uh, Rito, would you expect them to make that change or do you think they're going to... Uh, uh, keep faith with uh, with the big Australian? No, I don't expect them to make any changes going to the eliminator after winning such a dramatic last ball thriller against DC who, who have topped the group now. So that will give them a lot of confidence going into that eliminator against KKR. It is at Sharjah, which is a pitch that's getting a little bit uh, better, uh, Where but KKR played quite a few games there 
this season and have done uh, well with their with their spin strength. Obviously, they uh, were not, uh, they were not involved in uh, in proceedings uh, today. They were able to just watch uh, the 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 carnage. But they have been on uh, really the story of the second half of the uh, of the tournament. They really have been, and I think uh, you know they, they certainly seem to be the form team. So apart from DC looking very good, I think KKR has looked very well as well, and uh, it feels like almost the little break has helped them. Uh, and I could be recalling this incorrectly, but I think in the last seven matches they won five, so they've they've really done very well. And I think you know that this the second match is actually very interesting because it looks like it's a bit of a toss-up between RCB and KKR. RCB having the very balanced team and KKR sort of having momentum. Although, uh, you know, I sometimes look at momentum as not being that relevant in some of these tournaments. You often see teams qualify for the playoffs and they kind of, you know, at the very last minute and they manage to win tournaments. So, uh, you know, this this one is certainly going to be tougher to call. I still think that RCB are going to nip KKR in that uh, in that qualifier. Uh, Rito, by the sort of half smile, half grimace on your face, I, can, I assume you don't agree with that. No, I don't. Uh, of course, Nakla, I'm the KKR badger. I'm the one who takes down James Butler on this podcast. Yeah, I, I expect KKR to win now. The form that they have shown, the, the only missing link with KKR now is the captain's form. If Morgan finds form, I expect them to win the trophy this time around. We don't know if Andre Russell is going to be fit uh, for that game, you think Rito they they can absorb not having Dre Russ in a major uh, in a major game? Yeah, looking at the pitches in Sharjah, Nakul, although they are getting better, but still it's spin dominant over there. So Shakil Hassan is a very able replacement for Andre Russell, although not that fast bowling kind of all rounder, but still a very good all rounder in his own right. So. It's lucky for KKR that they are playing at Sharjah, the eliminator, and the, if they qualify for the second qualifier. So it it should serve them right playing at Sharjah now. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000. And there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league. Two games and then a small adaptation uh, for for Dubai. Uh, Narayan and Chakravarti have been brilliant uh, for them. A little bit um, of a of um, a coming off the boil for Venkatesh Ayer, uh, though at the top of, of of the order. And there is a slight worry uh, that with Gil and I are both taking a little bit of time uh, to to get going. Uh, but let's have your, we well, we've had your predictions. For, we've had RCB from Arnhem uh, and KKR from uh, Rito. I am just going to side with RCB uh, on this one uh, because uh, of the, because I like the balance of the, because I like the balance of RCB uh, and I think that KKR uh, without Andre Russell probably uh, will not quite have that X factor in the middle order. Uh, but if that is going to be uh, a fascinating game on on Sunday. Uh, let's look uh, briefly at some of the teams who didn't make it. Mumbai Indians, uh, champions two years running, but uh, didn't make the playoffs on, on net run rate. Um, it's a little simple to say, Anand, but was it just, it seems to me, too many players out of form at the same time? 
it really feels like it, right? The batting sort of struggles. And you saw today, if the batting gets going, this squad is very well balanced. They can really be very aggressive if necessary. And uh, you just saw Ishan Kishan completely go off the boil apart from the last couple of games. Today's knock was fantastic. But previous to that, you know, he was really struggling. Matter of fact, uh, I don't know whether Kohli's words helped out a little or, you know, just take a little bit of a break because I think he didn't play a match or two. And, you know, he's come back, uh, you know, with some blazing form. The same goes for Surya. So when I was looking back to last season, you would see a ton of these players scored more than 400 runs. And you had Pollard and Hardik go very hard towards the end. So this year, though, when we when we look at Pollard and Hardik, they really haven't been scoring t- too many runs. So I think Hardik really, 127 runs across the tournament, has been injured, hasn't been able to bowl. And the strike rate for Hardik is 113. This is very un-Hardik-like. Uh, you know, I mentioned Pant earlier, kind of not doing as well as before. Hardik, this has not been a great IPL for him. Uh, and the same goes for probably his brother as well. You know, not a great IPL. Uh, they haven't been able to, you know, really do as well as they did. So, uh, but I think really batting has been the key form. Uh, and when we look at bowling, the one difference I would point out is Trent Bolt took a ton of wickets in the last IPL. And if you look at Trent Bolt this year, 13 wickets, you know, he's done well, but not as good as how good Trent Bolt can be. Also, Quinton de Kock, massively out of form most of the season, struggled against spin. And, and on Mumbai, Rito, I don't know if they exactly picked their squad for, for the one today. It's hard to say exactly what was, what was uh, in their mind, but... They weren't able to get as much out of Rahul Shahar this season as they as they have been. Um, just sifting tack slightly, do you think that Rahul Shahar might be looking a little nervously over his shoulder at, at the uh, with potential World Cup squad changes coming up? Yeah, I think the way Yusprinder Chahal is bowling for RCB as well as Kohli is the captain of RCB, so they can make changes till 30th of October, which date I'm not too sure really. I think it's the... I think it's a, I've heard the tenth and I've heard the sixteenth. Uh, yeah. I think even for the uh, for the teams in the in the Super Twelve. So there's a there's a little bit of time. Could, yeah. Could we also think about Bishnoi? Now I know he's very young, but he has come along in heaps and spades. And I know it might be a danger to throw in a very young green kid into a World Cup squad, but Bishnoi has looked very good in the last few matches. Genuine, genuine. Um, actually, Punjab had quite a good season with the ball. If you think of Mohammed Shami and Ashdeep Singh. Uh, as as well, but they continue to be absolutely chaotic. Some of their decision making has been interesting, hasn't it? And uh, it, you know, I, I always look at this. They need to figure out if Punjab comes back and retains Rahul. They need to figure out how to give him some support because they really haven't gotten any support for Rahul. You clearly could see Rahul without having that sort of pressure to anchor the innings is a different batsman than the Rahul we saw yesterday. Rahul is really, to me, if apart from maybe Prithvi Shaw, might be the most destructive Indian batsman out there. You know, maybe Prithvi Shaw and Pant, right? But Rahul is that good. And you often see Rahul try to play that anchor role. And I, I don't think that has really helped. So Gale this year wasn't able to get going. Uh, Deepak Huda wasn't able to get going. And, you know, we saw Aidan Makram come in towards the end and, you know, add a semblance of... Uh, uh, you know, some batting support for him. But Puran, I think Puran, 85 runs in 12 matches at a strike rate of 111. I think that's castled them. It's really the batting that hasn't gone very well for them. And Rahul can continue to play this anchor role. Doesn't work out as well. Mike Agarwal's had a decent uh, season. Um, but Marito, they did it with Maxwell last year. They did it with Puran this year. Uh, Punjab, not a great place to be if you're a theoretically world-class middle-order batter. 
yeah, I think there's something in the culture of the team. You see, look at Max when he has moved to RCB and he has looked as a very different player. Uh, it's something has must be with RCB with uh, with uh, rather sorry Punjab and Anil Kumble. I don't want to take names, but there's something wrong with Anil Kumble. Nicole. Far be it from me to to go against a a legend of Indian cricket, but Punjab Kings continue to make the wrong decisions at the wrong time, uh, such as the nature of the tournament, the two more wins, one of which they definitely should have won against Rajasthan Royals, and they could have been returning to the playoffs. Rajasthan Royals um, obviously didn't help them with their with the loss of the overseas players. We got half a season out of Butler, half a game between them and a Stokes and Archer, but 25 players they used in, in 14 games. Uh, whatever the plan was, Anand, that wasn't it you can't really hope to have sustained success with that much chopping and changing can you it's really hard i think and you know as you mentioned i think uh you know not having butler there uh you know missing some of the overseas players certainly didn't help but also adding in some of the players didn't work either because livingston how good a form has livingston been in in england in the blast he has been absolutely unstoppable and then he comes here Plays five matches, makes 42 runs, right? So, and, and you certainly want to give them a break, but some of their selections, you know, haven't really played out. We talk about Mumbai players losing form. I think RC, uh, the Rajasthan Royal players also lost form. Uh, what's going on with uh, Mahipal Lom role as well as Riyan Parag? Now, it's they've been in the squad for a few, I think two or three years now, and they haven't taken the next step. Now, both of them very talented. We just need to make, you know, we need, just need to see the next step out there. Uh, and I think the last one, and this has been panned all around, Chris Morris, uh, you know, I think he's taken the most amount of wickets for them, but he hasn't exactly panned out, has he? Had an exceptional first half of the season and a disastrous second half of the season, three games in particular. There's a very good video uh, and article done by Jared Kimber uh, about about this. Um, signs of life, though, uh, for, for Rajasthan, um, left arm fast bowlers. They somehow managed to pick five different left arm seamers at some point, but, but Rito... Uh, Mustafi Zurud back to his best and Chetan Sakaria having a, a breakthrough season. Um, they're going to be, if if not top of Rajasthan's list to retain, then certainly in demand next season. Yeah, Chetan Sakaria can be one of those emerging players of the season. One thing that has pleased me about Rajasthan is their captain, Sanju Samson. Sanju Samson, often he has that one or two knocks in the IPL and then just goes cold. But this season he has scored over 400 runs and he has consistently grafted those innings out when his team has been in trouble. So that's one thing, one pleasing thing as, from an Indian point of view that Sanju Samson looks to be in the right track at long last. Batting a little bit slower than he usually did uh, this this season. It'll be very interesting to see where he ends up uh, next year. We don't really know what the uh, what the auction. Uh, rules will be um, sunrises um, a disastrous season really from beginning uh, to end three different captains uh, for for various reasons Warner ending up as a, as a flag bearer uh, and um, not managing to get Mujib more than one game Mubby barely uh, barely playing um, the words of uh, the words rip it up and start again spring to mind I, I think just Based on what they had, you know, it might be a good idea. However, again, they also have been hit with this form bug, right? Doesn't it feel like Kane Williamson really not much of an impact this season? Uh, you know, certainly he scored a few runs, but hasn't been able to get that impact. And Warner, uh, how often can we look at IPL runs scored 
and Warner's at the very top of it. Pretty much every season you will see that last season, not so much, and obviously not this season. It's been interesting how much of a loss Warner has been because I think he scored a few runs, uh, but the strike rate's been at 108. I think he scored about 200 runs or somewhere close to it. So uh, it's interesting how they haven't been able to develop either. And Abdul Samad looks great. I feel like... Again, another person like Rian Parag. It'll be great to actually get some momentum out there. And then lastly, I think Manish Pandey. So Manish Pandey often plays the anchor role. Manish Pandey really doesn't seem to be able to accelerate as much as he can. And I think that certainly hurt them as well. But the biggest loss to me is Dave Warner because uh, I think IPL legend, really, with the amount of runs he scored over the years. An IPL legend, but perhaps coming towards the end of his useful life as a top-level cricketer. Also, Bhuvneshwar Kumar not able to take as many wickets as as usual. Somewhere in there, Rashid Khan had another quietly excellent uh, season. My name is Jacob, and I sent the Badger a message, and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I gonna do? There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get a black rat, cricket bat. He rep fans. The best kit available to maximise those scoring opportunities from blackratcricket.com. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. Do have selections to be made. Uh, I asked uh, Rito and Arnim to pick their team of the group stage. The only real restrictions were that it had to be an actually balanced 11 with, that you could put on the field and would uh, be able to hold its own, and the, a maximum of four overseas players. I've done one uh, as well, but we'll go to the panellists first. Rito, uh, you were talking about how you were actually struggling to pick this team, but what did you come up with? Yeah, so my two openers are Kale Rahul and Rituraj Kaikwad. In at three is Maxwell, then Tripathi at four, ABD at five, although ABD didn't have a, the greatest of seasons, but still, yes almost two innings left on him and I expect him to do something ridiculous and he has that fear factor around him that bowlers don't like often. Then Dinesh Karthik has scored a lot of useful runs for KKR coming in in the death and giving the innings that impetus needed in the end. Then at seven, I would say it's Rashid Khan. Eight, Akshita Patel. Uh, He has been very economical for DC. And then... Uh, Chakravarti, Varun Chakravarti, he has been a revelation for KKR. He has been economical and he has taken a lot of wickets for KKR. And my two uh, fast bowlers are Hashil Patel and Avish Khan. And another place is Thakur, probably. Thakur just Fair. lost at the batting. Otherwise, it was looking a bit, bit too weak on so, the batting front. Well, you've got uh, Rahul and Gekwad opening Maxwell at three, Tapati at four, AB de Villiers at five, Dinesh Karthik at six, Rashid Khan. Akshar Patel, Varun Chakravarti at 7, 8, and 9, Harsha Patel, and Avesh Khan. Your overseas players are Glenn Maxwell, A.B. de Villiers, uh, and uh, Rashid Khan. Only the three uh, overseas players going with a very, doing a, a very Delhi uh, approach. Uh, there, you, you stuck with Kale Rahul despite his, all the issues about his strike rate. 
Yeah, he has scored over 626 runs and he has taken that responsibility. And it has, it's not that he has scored that very slowly. He has scored them at a uh, strike rate of 138.8. That's very good enough to get into any side, Nakul. So I think he is the orange cap holder and he, he sh- gets into my IP11. Anand, does he make it into yours? So he does. And I had a lot of thinking about this. And But he's going to make it into my 11, but not at the spot that he typically plays, which is going to be very different for everybody. So for me, the two folks who open the batting are going to be people who really can go from, from the ball one. And I got Prithvi Shaw in there, 400 runs over the season. I think a strike rate about 150. Really gets a good impetus going. Partnering him will be Mayank at number two. He's another person who gets going pretty quickly and, you know, has got 441 runs, you know, at a strike rate of 140 or so. So, you know, again, very two good players who can really get going. Uh, at number three walks in the unheralded Rahul Tripathi as uh, uh, Rito also had him in there. You know, again, another guy who who really has done really well when the opportunities he's gotten, whether it's up the order or lower down the order. So he does well. Uh, number four, I think Maxwell. Uh, this might be his best season ever. Uh, at number five, I got ABD. Now, I think this has not been a great season for ABD. But you just put ABD in there for two things. He can either be uh, he can either be a keeper or he can also make some runs. Uh, at number six, and this is where I got Rahul in there. So Rahul, mm. to me, if he plays unfettered like he can play, is can rival ABD. And so that's where I got Rahul in there. This is a very Gujarat Lions approach to take an <laughs> IPL reference from a few years ago. Uh, shoehorning in open is everywhere. Okay. Prithvi Shaw, Mayan Gagawal, Rahul Tripathi, Glenn Maxwell, ABD Villiers, and Kale uh, Rahul uh, is a pretty formidable, in theory, looking uh, top six. And to me, if wickets fall early, if, uh, say, Mayank and Shaw go early, you move Rahul up to number three and move the party down. So that gives you a little more flexibility. So, uh, you know, I think this is a very strong lineup. And Rahul, wherever he comes in at number three or number six, he doesn't really need to play the anchor role anymore because you got a lot of different players around there. And ABD, the same goes for ABD. So between Maxwell, ABD, Rahul, you kind of flip the uh, order around as you want it. Uh, is he is he keeping wicket for both of you or is he captaining for, for both of you? So, yes, he is captaining for me. And uh, between keeping wickets, yes, he is keeping wickets because ABD also gets a little time off just because he's a little older. You know, allow him to just focus on his batting and see what happens from there. Uh, For my bowlers, you know, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, I got five bowlers in the team and the first bowler is going to be Jadeja. And now really that's the all-rounder slot. Jadeja can come in, takes a few wickets. You know, he's He's not really going to take a ton of wickets, but he can keep the runs down. He doesn't need to bowl his whole quota of overs, but if he does, he still goes at about 660. And he also gets us some runs. So he's got 227 runs at 146 strike rate. Last year, 170 strike rate. Jadeja has to be in there as all-rounder. So number eight comes in the guy who I feel nobody can take out of the team, Rashid Khan. Rashid Khan just is, uh, you know, 18 wickets, doesn't give runs away, is, I think, the best spinner in the competition. So without power, you know, number eight comes in Rashid Khan. Then we come down to some of the specialists. And, you know, these three can can vary based on, you know, 
the batting really doesn't matter because they're not going to bat. Uh, so I think, you know, we got Bumrah to come in at the start, you know, bowl some, you know, pretty fast uh, spells at the very top of the order, as well as bowl those Yorkers and cutters at the very end. Uh, we got Varun Chakravarti who can also bowl at the top, you know, get some spin going, you know, some of the, uh, uh, get a little mystery. And finally, we got Harshal Patel because Harshal Patel is going to bowl all the slowies, the 19 different off cutters that he has because, you cannot keep somebody out who's taken 30 wickets in hot PL season. So Harshal makes it in too. Yeah, just needs two more to equal the records in a single season set by Dwayne Bravo back in a much longer season. And he's got uh, potentially three games to do it. So let's look at the players across both of your 11s. Uh, KL Rahul is in both of your 11s. Glenn Maxwell, Rahul Dupati, Abi de Villiers, Rashid Khan, Harshal Patel and Varun Chakravarti. Uh, it's a clean sweep for some of those. My, my 11. Uh, is, is a, little, a little bit different, but uh, Prithvi Shaw and Nutharaj Gaikwad opening the batting because uh, so it's a little bit of a, a combination of yours. So um, Indi- Indian ended up as Indian opening batters, uh, and I, I love the intent they both show. I ended up with Sanju Samson as captain and keeper at number three, basically as a balance of the eleven issue because I needed the wicket keeper. Uh, and actually, a lot of the wicket keeper batters this year, you'd either be picking someone who doesn't do the job very very often, like De Villiers, or you're shoehorning in someone who is obviously uh, a highly talented player, uh, but hasn't been doing quite so well. Rahul Tapati slots in at number four. He's been he was KKR's best player in the first half of the tournament when they were struggling, and has been excellent in the second half of the tournament. Glenn Maxwell, uh, enough said. Shimron Hetmeyer actually makes it into my team of the of the, of the tournament, um, striking at 170 for the season, uh, which is what sealed it for me. Um, a genuine. Uh, finisher, death hitter now, which is not a role he does for the West Indies, but a role I would like him to do for the West Indies. Uh, Ravinder Jadeja, uh, again, enough said, really. Uh, and Harsha Patel, again, was always going to make it in. Um, I've gone pretty second half dominant in my uh, in my uh, specialist bowlers. Lockie Ferguson and Anrich Nokia, neither of whom played in the first half of the season, uh, bafflingly, really. Uh, and I'm definitely on record of having said this at the time. Uh, uh, both of them high pace uh, can bowl in any stage of the innings and have uh, been proving wicket-taking and economical. And Yusvendar Chahel, uh, who I think is one player who didn't make it into either of your 11s, but I think has been superb. Um, Varun Chakravarti, very unlucky to miss out. Avish Khan, a little bit unlucky to miss out. Raidu de Villiers as well. I didn't have Rashid Khan, and I was thinking about it. I, th- I don't know if this is just a question of how... It's a little bit like with Lionel Messi in football, is that he's so consistently excellent that even... Just what would be an unbelievable season for anyone else is just a kind of a normal season for for Rashid Khan. Uh, but we do have some players across uh, who ended up making it in across uh, both teams. Oh, I left out KL Rahul as well. Though he ended up with a decent strike rate for the season, um, there were a number of innings where he could be could be argued to have lost uh, uh, the Punjab of the game uh, by by going so long. And I completely agree with you. I'd love to see him unleashed next season because he saw. We've seen what a wonderful player he is, but uh, Rahul Tripathi, Glenn Maxwell, uh, Hoshal Patel. Uh, actually, I think um, because of my perhaps because of my slightly left field selections, the only players making it in across across every team. Uh, but I think those three are elevens that would uh, take on most teams in the world and do pretty well. We'll get those out for you on Twitter uh, as well. But uh, until then, uh, and we'll join. We'll uh, James will be in, in touch and all over Twitter about what we're doing for the rest of the tournament. But we'll certainly be here uh, for the remaining playoff games uh, as Delhi and uh, Chennai clash in Dubai, uh, then RCB take on KKR and a winner takes all. And then we go in to the second qualifier. And for 
the final on Friday the 15th. And then uh, two days later, it's the T20 World Cup. Cricket never sleeps and neither does the Cricket Badger. Thank you very much to Anand Vika and Rito Maitra. Uh, I've been your Deputy Badger, uh, Knuckle Pandey. And until next time from everyone here at the Cricket Badger, it's goodbye. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at Cricket underscore Badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Podcast Network.